Welcome. Before we begin, take a moment to find a comfortable seat. This can be on a seat, on a chair, on the floor, could be lying down. You could be moving, walking. By finding a comfortable seat, what I really mean is connect with the body and find the breath and occupy space in a way that feels authentic to support your breath at this moment. So take a few rounds of breath to arrive, releasing all the effort that it might've taken to get here, to press play, to make this time. You've already pretty much done all the work. And take another couple breaths, relax the shoulders, relax the face. Feel the support beneath you, literally or figuratively. Bring to mind all our friends that are practicing with us, maybe right now or before or after, but are participating together. We're not doing this alone. So this guided practice is called Right Around the Wound. I write about this practice in the book and we're gonna approach it a little differently here. So you have choices and options and variety. There's endless ways to approach all of these practices and they're, when you find one that works, it's nice to do it again and again and, and vary it as it supports you. So right around the wound is really about how to approach writing about traumatic experiences, painful experiences, anything uncomfortable, embarrassing, humiliating, sort of a memory or experience that has a lot of emotional charge. And both write it well in terms of supporting your creative flow with inspiration, and also writing with care, because these tender stories, not all of them are ready to be written about or shared or exposed right away. This particular prompt is really important to me. I'm somebody that's taken and taught many, many writing classes and circles as a editor, publicist, writing teacher, coach, and also in kind of more yoga type spaces. I've been in a lot of environments where people sit around and, and tell stories and share them with each other. And I can say with absolute certainty in my experience, most people come to an environment like that, like a writing class, because they really have a story to tell. And often it's a traumatic story. It's a painful story. It's something they wanna share and expose to either heal themselves, help another, shed light on something, inspire, and in some cases, entertain, of course. And what I've seen and experienced personally is that sharing and writing about a really traumatic experience in the heat of the moment, and the heat of the moment could mean that you're writing about it as it's actually happening, 
the heat of the moment could also mean that it's still happening within you because you haven't fully processed it yet. This could be a single event that happened or an ongoing consistent systemic experience. Trauma comes in all kinds of forms and we hold them in our bodies. And when we write them down, we want to do so with care so that we don't exasperate the, the trauma itself. So what I've experienced myself in taking writing classes, especially in the beginning, is that I would sit down and I would, I felt almost it was like an assignment to write down the worst thing that ever happened to me and then just blurt it out. And I've, I've seen that I'm not the only one that has done that because I've both, you know, been in a lot of classes like that and taught classes. And what happened most of the time is it can cause harm because we can compound feelings of shame and guilt, and also mostly because the, the story is not ready to be told yet. It needs other kinds of healing that might be better addressed through somatic practices, mindfulness practices, therapy, all sorts of things. A friend of mine recently said to me that she never writes about a traumatic event until she's completely healed from it. And I think that's a supportive thing to do for your overall care and well-being as you bring stories into the world. It also cares for the story as you're going, because you can kind of check in and say, like, am I healed? What do I need? And very importantly as well is we just can't write well in the eye of the storm. It's just impossible. When we're feeling um, in, in a state of trauma or, or activated in some way, we, we seize up, we're in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And we simply don't have access to most of our senses, which we absolutely need to tell a story well. So there are practices, and, and I'll share those two, where, to write, how, what do you do when you're writing in the eye of the storm? But for this purpose, I want to suggest not writing from the eye of the storm. Because the truth is, no matter what you're going through or did go through, you know, you will write about it no matter what you write, because how we do anything is how we do everything. So you're influenced by everything that happened to you. However, the better writing and the more health, you know, healthful, supportive, compassionate and self-compassionate for you and your reader is to write from a place of a regulated state. So this practice, right around the wound supports that kind of writing. And this is how it works. I'm going to guide you through it and then allow you to, um, to set your timer. I'll make some suggestions, but this is a self-paced guided practice. So again, find your seat again and notice anything that might've gotten stirred up by, by my rambling just now. And I'd like you to bring to mind any kind of challenging experience. It doesn't have to be you know, the biggest, worst thing that ever happened to you, but something that happened that was like a milestone, like definitely there was life before this thing happened. And then there was life after that thing happened. So something that was like a fork in the road, line in the sand, you know what I mean? And you may have a number of things like this. So I'm going to give you a moment or two to jot down a couple examples of, of this kind of event. Starting now, I'll give you about a minute.
That's good. Continue to keep going, keep going. And as you're ready, take a moment to review what you wrote. Maybe you wrote one thing and that's a thing, or maybe you have a couple of items on this list. And using your own um, inner knowing as a compass, review what you wrote and circle one that has the most vibration. That's like, whoa, this is a big deal. Okay, you got it. And now choose one that's like a little bit more like, hmm, that, you know, that happened. That was, that was a line in the sand kind of thing. And again, those of you that have one item, you've already answered your question, but identify what's what and choose the event that's a little bit less charged, a little bit more like, hmm, that was sort of a, that happened. And then it was different after that kind of feeling. And mark when it happened, you know, like July 1999 or September 2022 or whatever it was. It can be general or it could be specific, but get the general time period and year. And again, using your own compass as a guide, I'd like you to choose a time way before or way after. You'll know, depending on like, choose a time that happened before or after when things were a little bit more ho-hum and like when I'm putting in quotes, normal, you know, like just a normal everyday, had this for breakfast kind of thing. And it should be, it's most helpful if it's quite a bit away. It's at least a full season. So not the next week, but like 90 days or a year later or before. And let your mind roam a little bit and, but don't, get too caught up in it, choose a time before or after, and try to think of, the prompt here is to identify a day that was pretty normal, like it had nothing to do with that thing that happened, and describe that day. What was it like? What did you do? You could approach this like a day in the life, or maybe you took a drive, or you were traveling, or you were at work, and you remember, oh, I had that thing happen, and it was like this. But the prompt is to really tell the story of your experience in that time before or after. And as you're telling the story, describe who was around you, get really into the sensory details. What were you wearing? What did you eat? Where did you live? What was the temperature like? Were there any uh, pop culture references, like a song you were listening to or a movie you watched? But tell the story of that day. And setting your, your own timer, spend about 10 minutes on this. If you're kind of on fire, you can set up to 20 minutes, but you can return to this and see how it goes. Hi guys, so you have a couple minutes left, just enough time to finish this thought or bring this scene to a close. Check in with your body, both in this scene and as you're writing, how does it feel? What do we need to know? So take about two more minutes.
Good work. And not in any rush. And as you're ready, I'll put your pens down or tapping away or keyboard away and come back to your seat. Take any movement that's supportive to you, maybe rolling your shoulders or stretching your arms like it's first thing in the morning. Take a few deep inhales and exhales. And come back into your body. Fluttering your eyes open, come back into the room that you're in. If your eyes had been closed, if they were already open, Gently roll your gaze around the room. Just remind yourself where you are. Notice the edges, notice the doorways, the windows. Beautiful work. I really appreciate you, you trying this with me and I hope it's a practice that supports you. And if it's not, then you know there's a lot more. And this can be a really interesting one when you're sitting down to write about something tough. And it, it could be something personally tough. It could be um, something in the external world relating to the news or anything else. And to get the juices rolling, it can often be very helpful and generative to switch time zones in your life and go way ahead, way below, and or before, I mean, and, and see... What's really happening? Because a lot of the time you really do get at the themes involved in that thing, but you do so from a regulated place. So try it out, see how it goes. Thanks so much for practicing today.